Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We will start things out by going right to the phone calls. That is the point of the show. Your calls about anything. We go to fish. In Virginia, to start things out here tonight, on at the Ampline Fish, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, doing great, Fish. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, Mark. Um, a while back, you read an email from me on the air uh, regarding uh, your your uh, agreement with your wife, with your child, whatnot. Uh-huh. And um, I had stated in my email that my wife was interested in having a child, but there were things regarding the... Um, the child that I wasn't really interested in, like such as changing diapers. Do you, you remember that email? I, I've had a couple of them like that, but I'll I'll take your word your, for it. Your wife called me nuts. I did. Oh, my wife called you nuts. Your wife. Your wife called me nuts. I can't believe it. Okay. Anyway, you read it, your wife. Anyway, um, just want to let everybody know that short, shortly thereafter, I found out that my wife was pregnant. Uh, <laughs> that tends to happen. <laughs> like so, women want to, um, you know, wives want to have babies, and they tend to. Right. So. You know, it happened, and uh, so my, my daughter, Sydney, was born uh, last week on May 5th at wow. uh, 4.00 p.m., and um, I just thought I'd point out that I've changed at least three diapers. Good. Since that's happened. Now, this is coming from somebody who at one point in my life was similar to Ian in, um, in uh, respect with children. Didn't really care much for them, but, and, I, and prior to this, I, I think I'd would never have imagined myself changing diapers. Um, I thought it was worth mentioning that having a child really changes certain things about you. Yeah, it's entirely chemical. You, you really can't help it. Even the most cynical person about children, and I can understand why people are cynical about children. I certainly have been, um, you know, not interested or anything like that. But I, I tell you, it's the most important thing in my life now. And I'm there, happy there about it. Things, yeah, there were things that, you know, I, I never imagined I would appreciate about a child until the moment she was born. Yep. Interesting. Well, right. I, I, just, I just really felt the need to share that. Yeah, thanks for sharing your perspective. Fish. Yep. Appreciate I, hearing from you, Fish. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Alex in New Jersey. You call about anything. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you guys. Uh, well, I was going to continue the uh, parenting conversation. So, uh, Mark, I had an idea that came to me about how you can best raise the children and teach him about being uh, fiscally responsible. And you can also punish him with if he gets out of line without hitting him. Okay. And the way the way that I think it would work is this. When he becomes of age, like 12 years old around there, whenever you decide, you start charging him a rate to use certain uh, things like electricity, et cetera, and you meter it, and then you tell him that if he gets out of line, you'll raise the rates such that he can't pay it, and when he does things that he helps around the house that does extra things, you pay him for it or you reduce the rates on the things that he likes to use. For example, you could charge him $5 for all the time that he spends on the computer if you want to encourage him to play outside with his friends. What do you think about Mm -hmm. that? I, what do I think about it? I think it's difficult to meter uh, electrical use uh, in, inside a home. Well, I, I, the general concept. Um, I I don't I, I don't know. I mean, it's I, it seems like it has some validity. I think that there's uh, 
to some extent, you're taking the adva- take adva- taking advantage, even though you're not intending to, of the uh, the situation where the government is uh, exerting force on the youngster, um, not allowing him to move. He essentially, I have a monopoly as to whether or not the child lives at my house because he has to, and. You know, I entered into that situation uh, with that understanding, and so I mean, to some extent, you're talking about it like it's it's somewhat unfair. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, well, what that's if one he of my concerns. Pay? Yeah, you're gonna call Sakel. Uh, you could tell him that uh, <laughs> take away the computer or whatever, as long as you paid for the computer, of course. Of course, but you're yeah. paying for the electricity, so. I think that uh, you know that I, I do. I definitely agree with carrot and stick approaches. Uh, these mm. are th- these are good things. Um, and you know, I, well, my parents threatening to take away my access it, to the computer was very uh, motivational for me. I mean, they didn't have to charge me for yeah, it. Yeah, I was going like to say you that. could do that with a, without a fee schedule. I mean, you could basically just say the computer is going off now. Yep, that's our computer. Like what you've done. Yep. And but at the same time, you want to teach him how. Um, his actions can affect him in the marketplace, and his reputation is very important. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that uh, you know that uh, I think kids tend to learn that if you give them chores and things like that when they're good, you, they get an opportunity to uh, to earn, and when they're not so good, they don't get an opportunity to earn. Like I, I think that that's I think that there's uh, room for what you're talking about. I just don't know about the math that's involved in doing what you're talking about. You'd have to do a monthly bill and. Oh, that gets yeah. You might be better off going in just kind of a more generally positive direction instead of extracting money from your kids that you've already given to them. You could just control the amount of money that you give to them. As far as you know, a lot of parents, and this may be something that's not appropriate for a teenager, but you know, for kids, the gold star system I think works wonders. Uh, from what I understand, it, it certainly worked with me where you've got certain things that the child is supposed to accomplish in a, in a given period of time, like a week or a month or whatever it might be. And uh, if they accomplish that thing, whether it's not being on the computer X amount of time per day or going out and playing or whatever the things are that are important to you that your your child accomplish, you give them a silver star or a gold star or something like that. Uh, depending on if they've done what they're supposed to do. And if they reach a certain amount of stars, then they get, within a certain period of time, then they get a uh, some sort of reward. So whether that reward be a, a, a cash thing or, or going out and doing something that the child likes, you know, mini golf or whatever it might be that uh, that they enjoy, that's, that's that carrot in the stick where you're not docking them their pay or anything like that. You're not taking money back from them. But you're giving them an incentive to do the right thing so they can maximize their earning potential. Would that right. be a, a better restructuring, do you think? Oh, that, I think that sounds a lot more easier to implement yeah. than uh, the system I was just pondering about. Yeah, implementation is uh, important. I was just reading uh, this thing uh, about how you talk to your kids about money and that you should never say you can't afford something, ever. You should always say, I haven't budgeted that yet because it gets them thinking. It's not a bad idea, I don't I'm think. Trying to decide why why would you say I can't afford it? Well if you're in why like wouldn't you? you have the kid begging pulling on your leg in the store and he wants that bag of Skittles or whatever and you say, Oh, I can't afford that or he wants a toy and he's being a little brat about it, you say I can't afford that, then he thinks that money is evil and that it's the reason why he can't get that toy. Whereas if you say I haven't budgeted it yet, then you place the onus on yourself to save and to you have to show him that if you want something you need to budget it, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. And encourage him to get it himself. Like, oh, you can have that. Just save your money. 
Well, it depends on the right. age of the child. I mean, it's difficult to give allowances to four-year-olds and things like that. I mean, you know, what what do they do to earn the money? I don't like. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I don't like the idea of just giving an allowance to a child because you know what did, what did they do to earn it, yeah. and what does a four-year-old do? You know, clean up their own messes. It's not they like could you, not destroy things. I guess. Yeah, right. That would be about <laughs> the size of that. Hey, Alex, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing thanks from you. Thanks for taking it. It's good that he's thinking about these things. I yeah. mean, uh, he's he's a little early on in uh, in his uh, adult life, but uh, never too never too late to start thinking about no, such matters. Think, it's good to think about things in in general. It keeps the uh, you know keeps the mind working. Indeed. So we continue with uh, your minds about whatever is on your mind. Uh, let's talk to Mark in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind? Uh, the uh, non-aggression principle, uh, I wanted to point out, I think is an important assumption that people uh, don't always think about, and it has an important implication for property rights. Okay. And that is that uh, the non-aggression principle, I think, has built into it a concept of uh, a reasonable response, meaning that um, if someone aggresses against you, your response should be uh, reasonable with respect to that level of aggression. If someone bumps right. into you, it's not reasonable for you to whip out a gun and shoot him in the head. That's an unreasonable response. At that point, you become, I think, the aggressor. You've initiated aggression by going beyond what he has done to you. I think uh, you are absolutely right about that. If you want to expound, you're welcome to hang on. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It kind of goes back to a conversation we were having a few weeks ago about the... uh, the theoretical situation of the old man and the little girl in the garden, uh, the little Picking girl flowers coming in, in and garden. stomping through his garden, and he coming out with a shotgun. Uh, clearly, that is an unreasonable, and it's a response that is absolutely uncalled for in that situation. 1-800-259-9231, meeting force with an equal and opposite uh, or slightly larger amount of force, enough to stop the activity from occurring. I think it's appropriate. We talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight is Ian here. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Features including live streams. We've got a broadband version, a dial-up version, a webcam, all free for you. Just head on over to listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. And do you want liberty in your lifetime? Don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, June 25th through the 28th in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. Register today at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C, porkfest with a C, porkfest.com. As we go to your calls, back to Mark. In California, Mark calling in to point out that the non-aggression principle, the idea that one should not aggress against their neighbors, uh, you're talking about how if somebody does aggress against one of their neighbors, then the neighbor has the right certainly to uh, respond in kind, but not beyond a certain point. Is that what you're uh, getting at, Mark? Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you, if, you res- beyond, if you respond beyond uh, what is reasonable for the aggression that's been committed against you, then I think you're, you're becoming the aggressor, the case of someone bumping into you and then you in response shooting them in the head. So I yeah. think that, uh, but this is one one piece of of the discussion that I wanted to uh, put out there, which goes back, as you point out, to this issue of 
if a little girl wanders onto some old man's property and shoots her in the head, whatever. Um, there's the issue of reasonable response, but there's also something I think a little bit uh, more, uh, let's say, complicated or subtle with respect to the issues of, of property rights and non-aggression, which is you, you could argue that if some kids are playing and a ball falls on someone's property and they forget about it, that eventually you can do what you want with that ball. It becomes your property. Um, however, you know, in, in the first instance, if the ball just falls on your property, you burn it in front of the kids and upset them, that may not be the reasonable response. But uh, the, what I wanted to get to is we always say that property begins with the human body itself. We, in a sense, we say we own ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in that case, there's a bit of an exception to consider with respect to uh, the property rights, which is just because someone happens to wander onto your property, mean that they become your property. Uh, that is, in a sense, a conflict of two, two property rights, the person itself and the property that you own. So if someone wanders onto your property uh, and shooting them, well, beyond being an unreasonable response, you are destroying property that is not yours. You have the right to, to in a sense, remove it from your property in a way that is not destructive or is not unreasonable in response. I agree with that. I but, think a reasonable uh, response... Even if you put up I think a reasonable yeah, response would be to explain your rules to that person and then, you know, let them know uh, that let them make the choice as to whether they want to voluntarily remove themselves or if you should contact your uh, protection agency and, and have them take care of it. Sure. But uh, again, I, I, I'm not sure I, I, I put it out there clearly enough. It's something that it may take a little more discussion or thinking about. But the, the, it was, what I was getting to is the essence of property is ownership of oneself. And you cannot simply by wandering onto someone's property become their property simply because the sign says, if you wander onto here, I can shoot you in the head. For them to claim that they can destroy you because you have wandered on their property means that you have become their property. But we always say that it, to own something means you can do what you want with it. So if you're saying that because someone walks on your property, you can shoot them in the head because they violated your rules, what you're claiming is that they've become your property and you can do what you want with them. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I, think, I think that that's where it's even more than the reasonable response issue is something, they'll say, sacred in the, in the idea of, of property rights that people don't always consider. I think it's a good point, but couldn't one say that, well, by wandering onto the property, aren't you also saying you own them by being able to remove them? No, removing them doesn't mean that you are uh, are going to the point of necessarily even uh, affecting their value of, 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 as property, right? Just because you remove me from your house doesn't mean that uh, you've destroyed my my value of self as property or or or, or caused me harm or or anything. I, 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 it could hurt your feelings. If you, yeah, if you push it, maybe, but. Uh, at the end of the day, the person still has or his or her own property intact, which is, you know, yeah, that's true. Oneself. Well observed, sir. I appreciate that. Any comments, gents? I, I think it's I think it's well thought out, and I'm I'm impressed with it. Very good, Mark. Anything else on your mind? That's all. Have a good night. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We go to Taryn in Georgia. Taryn, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Fellas. Taryn, what's um, on your mind evening, tonight? Fellas. Go ahead. I was curious about. Um, I don't understand how voting works with jails. Um, are prisoners allowed to vote or not? And the reason I bring this up is because if you had a small town with a large prison population, you know, they could pretty much run candidates that would cater to those prisoners and, and win those elections. Generally, no, uh, from what I understand. But I'm not sure about jails versus prisons. Mark, do you happen to know if there's a distinction there? Um, I would... I'm, 
As far as a jail goes, I don't know. That seems like a uh, it does seem like a real issue. Um, what that could do is throw off like the wards or uh, the the precincts within a city because or you know county or something like that because you know you would be concentrating people in a given area. So if for instance there's a uh, you know a major town and a minor town and the minor town contains the jail and they're both inside the same county, then you would be ta- likely displacing people from the city and then putting them into the uh, the smaller town and uh, having them vote there and that would uh, that probably could create some problems. However, they don't really offer the opportunity to vote in jail. However, you probably could raise a stink um, if you wanted to and be able to vote. Um, getting news is going to be uh, you know, difficult because uh, if you have TV at all, it's likely uh, the, the convicts are watching cartoons at the time the news is on. And it's difficult to you know, get plugged in, that kind of thing. I'm not necessarily sure. In the case of a jail, would you necessarily, as an inmate, have a domicile in that smaller town? Because I know that's... a the situation around here, the jail's in a small town, but even if you were allowed to vote, would they consider that your new residence, or would they say that you could vote absentee wherever you were living prior to being put in jail? I'm not, I, I can see how you might be able to make the argument that, well, I'm, I'm living in the jail now, so I get to vote wherever the jail is, but I could see them allowing inmates in the jail to vote, but not giving them a vote in that particular jurisdiction. Well, how, how about, I mean, uh, you were saying the prisoners, like when they go to prison, they're not allowed to vote. How, how are they not allowed to vote on, that just seems... They just pulled that. I mean, they pulled that, uh, they pulled that privilege from you. If you've been convicted of a felony, I think in most places, that's going to uh, remove your right to vote. Isn't that right, Mark? Or at um, least from your experience? It's, it's my, I know that you can't vote uh, as a, uh, in, in Florida, for one, you can't vote as a convicted felon until you have your rights restored. And but as a misdemeanor, you can. Is that right? I guess that's so, okay. um, and you can't vote while uh, incarcerated in Florida, while convicted. So know. even misdemeanor people cannot vote while incarcerated. Not. So uh, that's in Florida, but it could be different across the country. I believe, and this is this is just like hearsay from a guy who remembers this, having read this somewhere uh, more than a decade yeah. ago. Okay, I believe that uh, convicts can vote in the state of. Oklahoma while they're incarcerated. Wow. That doesn't make any sense to me, and it brings up not. Let a whole vote. bunch of problems. But I think it's a fine idea. Let them vote. Everybody's supposed to be able to. It's their, it's what they claim. Taryn, great call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, and still to come, we've got to get to that story about uh, the 85-day sentence for not showing up for jury duty. And Mark's got a paintball band story as well. Free Talk Live. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alakees at A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. Again, that's A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, Free Talk Live. 
Radio.com as we continue here, taking your calls about whatever you want. Oh, also need to tell you that on freetalklive.com you'll find the shrine of female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all kinds of legal documents over there. Patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com, code FTL. As we continue taking your phone calls, let's talk to Stephen in Oregon. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I try to catch a show when I can. Welcome, Stephen. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I like you guys. Hey, um, I was going to talk about plan, the, the, not plan, <laughs> parenthood, and but I, a couple of the things that came up about property rights that while I was listening is one of the things, I don't think there's any problem with that. People come out and say, get off my property or I'll call the police. Um, if they if they feel endangered, then they'll protect themselves. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard too much in the news about any problems with that. The jury duty thing that you're about to bring up is, man, I had it, and I just called. I couldn't make it. I just called and check in and check in and check in, make sure I'm okay. And so I had no problem missing mine um, here in Oregon. And, you know, they let me know you're a frequent traveler. We'll take you off the list, <laughs> you know. And, but you just got to check in. You have to call them and say, here's my situation. And uh, so whatever you're going to talk about that. What was the one that just talked about previous to that? I had one more before I got into my parenthood thing. Uh, raising um, kids? I, I don't know. We were well, talking well, just right before the, uh, uh, okay, we'll just forget it. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, the, we'll go to the parenthood. Hey, as a single dad for about 12 years, um, and you can go through all the scenarios and try to figure out what you do, I just want to let you know what I did as a single parent. My kids now are 20 and 22 and doing great. And uh, I didn't have no lottery, had no family, I had no inheritance or anything like that. But uh, I prayed for wisdom, man. And the Bible says, ask for wisdom. And what I like about it, because he says, I do it without reproach. You don't have to change your lifestyle. You don't have to have a prerequisite. You don't have to have anything. You just got to ask me for it. And I really like that scripture a lot because there is nothing you have to give back except just asking. And I did that every single day. I think that's I think that's a good thing. Even if there um, even if there is no God at all, I think that uh, the, just the fact that you're asking for wisdom and you're receptive to the idea of wisdom, that you will act in a more wise fashion. Even if you don't actually aren't actually wise, more wise. Well, being more pensive and thoughtful yeah. towards what your actions are going to be are inevitably, I think, going to result in better results than just flying off the handle and doing whatever your emotions say you should do. Agreed, because, see, I know that, you know, for me, God's 50-50. I happen to believe in Jesus and God and everything, but common sense tells me it's a 50-50 uh, deal here. I happen to choose it, and uh, and I chose that, and I do think that just doing that puts you in a different realm of thought process, and it gets you into a different, you know, thinking of way. And I'm telling you, man, it has been beautiful for me. And it may not be work for everyone. I don't know any of these things, but I just thought I'd share that on your radio show, that it's easy to do. It's free, and you don't have to change anything. I appreciate that. Uh, I think that, that amazing? I, I think that it uh, likely will work for everyone. I think that one of the, the concerns, the pitfalls might be that... Uh, well, an atheist isn't going to want to uh, pray to anything. But they can, they can be maybe pensive they could about the idea. introspection right. or something like that. 
And uh, but I think that one what one might be concerned about there is that uh, you know when you get an idea that it's then given from God and ideas given from God in people's minds can be very can be bad right like if uh, the emperor it's says that all the, people are starting wars yeah yeah that's mm. that's the so, scary yeah, part about God speaking to you if yeah you do it with an open heart out of love in your in your heart though I think if you do it with that way and I think even a lot of atheists. They're not bad people, for sure. They're, they have a lot of love in their heart. I listen to Michael Rivero all the time. I really like him. You know, I like him a lot. I think he has a good heart. And uh, so I don't think, but it, I just, I think the big thing is just asking for wisdom. And maybe you don't have to, like, think about, you know, there's a God, and there's a Jesus, and all that. Just ask. You Thanks know, for the call and the suggestion tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Nick, as the resident atheist here tonight, uh, your thoughts on that? I think looking for wisdom is a good thing yeah. in that it makes you more considerate and thoughtful. Um, so I, I basically agree that asking for the wisdom or looking for it will change the way you view the world. I don't think it's coming from a higher power. I don't really, you know, If you're asking me directly if I think that there's a higher wisdom there that can be imparted to you, I don't think so. But I think that by asking those questions and looking for it, you allow yourself to think about things a little bit differently. And, of course, uh, pantheists like myself might suggest that uh, when you're looking inside yourself, uh, you are actually, you are part of God or goddess or all that whatever. is, whatever. So <laughs> so that the answers are coming from you, and that's good. But thinking about those things instead of just flying off the handle and acting as a reactionary and just taking it, you know, observing what's happening and immediately reacting to those things rather than taking a few seconds and, uh, you know, calling a timeout, especially if you're getting uh, heated, especially if we're talking about kids, for instance, where they might be doing something that is really irritating or destructive or something like that. Uh, you want to make sure that you're approaching that situation in the appropriate manner. And if your emotions are running high, you may not be likely to approach it in as uh, good of a manner as possible. How about the Quaker perspective on things, Mark? What's the Quaker you know, sense I, I, to say about from, that? From my point of view, I don't know that there's a Quaker perspective that, that one can <laughs> give, uh, being how the religion has no creed. However, I I would agree with everything you said. Um, you know that that the that the, the the light in me, the God in me, would uh, you know be referenced in that fashion. That's so all. so and the and the Quakers would also uh, support a, a loving solution instead of something al- something alternate from that, right? There like, would be you know the, the Quakers are pacifists, uh, so right. therefore there there would never be a uh, so a like if the inner voice said shake the baby, they wouldn't <laughs> right go with no, that one shaking the baby. No. <laughs> so that would be the devil. I don't know. It, ha- it wasn't God. I don't have any idea who that was. You know what? It's not God. That's all. <laughs> all right. So I don't really believe that there could possibly be a devil. I mean, that's that's taking yeah, another step. That's another. That's me. another silly man story uh, designed to control well, it's people. More silly than the, the other man story about the God in the sky. I think and that the Jesus. Uh, I think that if you're going to have some man stories, I think that one that is uh, an all loving s- story is a much better story than having some sort of evil uh, being out there punishing people. I, Speaking of ridiculous stories, I'd like to point out that Oklahoma does not allow um, ex- uh, pe- convicted felons to vote while in jail. As a matter of fact, according to this, I guess they only uh, they they don't allow you to vote for the length of time that you were sentenced for. Additionally, so if you got a five year sentence, then you would have to do whatever amount five of time years you beyond. did, and then five years beyond the sentence in order to be able to vote. Got it. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. We continue here and talk to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Paula, Florida, going once. Paula in Florida, going twice. Let's try Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nick, and Mark. I called you up a few weeks ago okay. about a court case that I've got to uh, face here because I defended my son by pulling a bully off of him when she was attacking him, and I had to grasp her arms and take her off of him, and now I'm facing a charge of uh, simple assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now, just to let everybody know, that goes to court on June 19th at 1 o'clock p.m. at the Nashua District Court. You're always saying that, you know, it helps to have lots and lots of people on your side uh, at the court, uh, at any kind of court case. I think it does. Yeah, so uh, that's June 19th at 1 p.m. Okay. Uh, the well, we can't, we can't just have everybody call and, and plug their court cases, Tom, but uh, if you had something else, you can hang on, 800-259-9231. You have to remember, this is a national radio show where people are listening from around the world, so it doesn't make sense to say, I'm out here in uh, Arizona and uh, need people to come out. It's just not entertaining. 800-259-9231. If you have something you want to talk about, then that'd be great. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. And all the features on the site are free, so enjoy the show. Enjoy all the stuff on us at freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we've got a page on our site set up to help you do just that. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com and get a whole list of things that... Most of them are really simple, easy, and free that you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and help expose more new people to the ideas of freedom. Go and get that list over at promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com. As we go back to your calls, Tom is in New Hampshire. And, Tom, you're calling about something else tonight, so go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, Yeah, my thoughts are a way to describe a lot of what uh, some bureaucrats do. Okay, some bureaucrats are harmless, like the janitors at the public schools. Mm-hmm. Some bureaucrats are in the business of committing unprovoked violence, such as the ones that go breaking down doors and barging into the homes of innocent drug dealers to arrest them. For uh, But another set of bureaucrats, uh, to describe what they do, is babbling and scribbling. What okay? do you mean by that? Well, the state legislators, they stand there in their uh, sessions, and they babble and babble and babble, and they've got these documents, and, okay, all those in favor, aye, okay, and then they scribble their signatures on it, and they Mm -hmm. send it off to the governor to scribble on it, okay? All they're doing, when judges uh, order that uh, the cops take, like when the judge ordered the cops to take Ian off to jail, all the judge was doing was babbling. It was a cop that actually committed the violence. So I'm just uh, just introducing that expression of babbling and scribbling as a way to describe uh, what a lot of the bureaucrats are doing. You're right. I mean, it really uh, really nails down the essence of what it is they do. I think you've done a good job with that one, Tom, and thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. And so when the cops use the famous old excuse of, well, I was just following old as, well... You were following a man in a robe who was 
speaking words. I mean, you've uh, no obligation to do those things. It's just because the man in the robe Lose says my to job. Th- right. Just because the man in the robe says to throw that peaceful uh, man who sold a little bit of marijuana in a prison cell doesn't mean you have any obligation to do that. And that's true. The other men that'll babble and scribble, I guess, will uh, no longer scribble your che- your paychecks as a, as a possibility. But at least you can. It's an important bit of scribbling, I, can, I must say. At least you can move on in your life and feel good about not being inhumane toward your fellow man. And I understand that there are good people in the police departments that got into it for all the right reasons. I was uh, having a, a chat with Brad Jardis uh, today online and. He's one of those guys, you know. He's one of mm-hmm. those uh, cops. He's a he's a law enforcement against prohibition member. He's an active on duty police officer. One of the few law enforcement against prohibition members that actually does meet that particular qualification. Most of them are retired cops, and so he faces a lot of ostracism within his own uh, organization of the fellow his fellow officers because. They just don't understand the drug issue, a lot of them, and they don't want to understand it, a number right. of them. They're, they're financially motivated to be on a particular side, and they don't even think a great deal about any of that stuff. They just know, well, this is, this is the side I'm on. And, right. you know, they sort of the, 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 way, the way law enforcement is, the mentality of law enforcement in this country and likely, uh, you know, worldwide, is that of a very team-oriented group. So they are really doing a job on Brad as far as within the ranks. They are being quite nasty, as you might imagine. I mean, if you've ever encountered a nasty cop or you've heard about nasty cops, just imagine cops being as nasty as they can to one of their own uh, of the thin blue line. And that's what's happening uh, with him. And on the other side of things, he's also getting a rough time from some of the activists, not a lot of them. But there are a handful of uh, the the activists up here in New Hampshire, and as you know, liberty activists from around the country and around the world are converging here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And there are a handful of activists that are uh, essentially ostracizing Brad, which because, for no point really. I mean, right. it doesn't make any sense. I at agree all. with you. I think that uh, I think that it's counterproductive what these activists are doing. And I like a lot of them personally. Um, I think they do valuable things for liberty, no doubt about it. But I think they're making a mistake in their ostracization of Brad because you know, as I said, Brad's one of those cops that got in for the right reasons, and that's why he stays in. It's it's not because he wants to be doing horrible things to people. He wants to do things that that help people well when you've got somebody on the inside or anybody who's moving in the right direction they've taken a stand that's in his case it's actually you know he's feeling it he's got something to lose by taking the stand he has for freedom and spitting in their eye because they've moved in the right direction and made sacrifices for liberty (laughs) does that incentivize more police officers to step up Absolutely to share not. your opinions so you can spit in their eye. I right. Mean, it, 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 it just doesn't make much sense. I mean, what, what's, what's the alternative? Um, you know, he, can he goes go, back. He, he can either quit his job, at which point yeah. another bureaucrat who likely is not going to be as far along in the uh, concepts right. of liberty will take his place. Or he can decide, screw all this freedom stuff. I'm going back. I'm like, what, what kind of behavior are you incentivizing here? I absolutely agree with you. I think that, and this is what I was talking uh, with another activist about today, um, and, and that was encouraging those folks who've been mean and nasty toward Brad to try a different approach, uh, try a compassion, try understanding, uh, try appreciation, uh, appreciating him for, for as far as he's come along and, and everything that he's done, because Having Brad Jardis get up in front of uh, the politicos at the, the the scribblers, as uh, Tom would call them, 
the state legislature and speak as a law enforcement officer, as someone who is a law enforcement officer who's against prohibition, who is in favor of legalization or decriminalization. Uh, that's valuable. incredibly valuable. And, and and the last thing I, I would think that an activist would want to do is to lower themselves to the same level as the thug cops that are punishing Brad. I mean, by being mean and nasty toward Brad as an activist, as a liberty lover, you are essentially doing exactly as the nasty thug police are doing towards him. So you're right on that same level of being a total jerk and you know being close-minded. And not embracing him for uh, for all of the value that uh, that he's provided uh, you and by you know the, and the movement uh, the the liberty movement I think it's a tremendous mistake and I think that uh, it's exactly what you say Mark what do you want to encourage you know if you want Brad to move closer and people like Brad because there are others all other officers out there silently watching and observing what's happening here if you want yeah. more of those folks to come in your direction you should be embracing them and you should be uh, encouraging them and the way you do that is by associating with them and spending time with them and talking with them and showing them the the, the right path and encouraging them to take it i, I suggested that a good-natured ribbing is going to get your point across to uh, to brad better than telling him you're a jerk i'm you know stop doing what you're doing i'm not talking to you uh, ever again right and and i think that that brad probably sees that there are some uh, there's some disparities in uh, you know him helping people by working for the police department I'm I'm sure he sees that. However, he probably sees some uh, advantages there too, and I do too. Um, so I, you know, the and and the other thing that somebody can look at. So he sees those things. I don't know that he necessarily needs anyone else's help, and certainly not anyone else's uh, ostracization in order to see those things. Secondly, yeah, I agree. Um, there's there's a really great little Bible verse out there, and you can say what you want about the Bible. It's full of good little nuggets of information, good little nuggets of ways to uh, live in the world. And uh, one of those nuggets is, before you go fishing around in your neighbor's eye for the moat in his, mm -hmm. look for the plank in yours. So when you don't fund or in any way help the organizations of violence and coercion in this world – then perhaps yeah. you can go and uh, make a you know big stand in front of Brad Jardis. So you're still being a jerk. Yeah. And that, I don't think that helps anything. So 1-800-259-9231. By the way, I have no idea who these people might be that are ostracizing him. I'm not naming names for yeah, that reason. No There's no reason for that. But I think it's important to talk about it because we're not the, I'm sure we're not the only ones who at one time might have felt they, the way they do. I mean, I, I'll admit, man, I've had some re, harbored some real bad feelings toward the police. I'll be the first person to admit that. Um, but I think that more is solved through compassion and understanding and uh, peaceful means and embracing people and encouraging them to come in the right direction rather than shutting them off and shutting them down and being yeah. jerks. I mean, I'm sure there's other police officers out there who think the same way Brad does, but they're not going public because they don't feel they're going to have any real support. They're certainly not likely to get it from other police officers in their department, but if they can't rely on the people who they're agreeing with yeah. to back them up, they they really there's no it's chance. It's like a no man's land. Right. right. No one's going to step forward in a no win situation where they're going to be hated by their own police department 
and the activists they're yeah. agreeing with. I, I don't want to make it sound like Brad is in a no man's land, but there are certain activists that are that are contributing to that feeling. I think that most people really appreciate what he's doing and uh, are, are friendly toward him and are encouraging toward him. I think that's the case. It's just that a yeah, certain few can be overly, I guess, zealous. influential or zealous and... Please rethink your positions. 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And again, the number, 1-800-259-9231. Here's the story, I promise, in Saturday night. Douglas Maupin, this from DallasNews.com, Douglas Maupin was held at the Collin County Detention Facility for 83 days on a warrant for failure to appear for jury duty. During those days of legal purgatory, he said he was unable to hire a lawyer, post bail, or even get a clear explanation of what type of charge he was being held on. 83 days for not... That's uh, correct. ...responding to a jury summon? For, For failure to appear for jury duty. And uh, compare, you know, compare and contrast this to our our friend Sam, who is currently in a jail cell. I uh, had the chance to speak with him again today. He's doing all right. He's now on a water only fast, uh, as you may know if you've been listening. Like the fourth day of that, right? I think Sixth something day? like that. Yeah. Uh, he, essentially, he initially was on a milk and carnation instant breakfast only. He would take a third a pack of a carnation instant, instant breakfast, mix it in with some milk, so he'd get a little bit of nutrition, a little bit of vitamins. Uh, he was on that for the entire time he'd been there since April 13 in jail when he was arrested for recording uh, with a video camera in a allegedly public court lobby and then held for not giving his name uh, held without trial indefinitely for not giving his name. He was on a milk slash carnation instant breakfast fast, and then after he got the news that essentially the Supreme Court was kind of screwing around with his writ of habeas corpus, he went ahead and upped that to a full water only fast. He wow. is taking a vitamin, I believe, with the water, uh, but that is all he's got going right now. He says he's got a little bit of fat left on him, uh, but that there's not much left. I'm I'm really worried. I mean that. That's it's not good to go without food for that period of time. Four days, five days at this point without any kind of sustenance. I'm very worried about him. After a month, there's of... nothing I can do about him. Yeah. Um. But the the court is acting, and from what I can tell, in an illegal fashion. Um. And you know they just do what they want. But I just don't understand. This is what leaves me so flat-footed. I get that the bureaucrats do whatever the bureaucrats want to do. Yes. What are the reporters thinking? Why isn't there a story on this guy in America who's being held on a, a essentially illegally because they had to make something well, up? There may be something here sometime this week in the Boston Globe, but it may not be a focused story on Sam. It may just be a general story about some of the activism out here. A Boston Globe reporter was here on Friday of last week, so that's a good sign. I, don't I called. Know what to expect. I called the Wall Street Journal uh, reporter that I know today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just. I can't believe this. I. I. You know. I wasn't that involved. 
involved in the activism for Sam here early on, but I, I just can't believe what's going on. I'm so stupefied. Well, I got one response out of my list of over 550 radio uh, people. I mean, a lot of these folks are, are good people. It just uh, it's doesn't just, understand. People they, aren't biting on this. I don't know what there is about this story that's not working, but it's not working. Well, oh, I should give you a little bit of good news. Uh, the Keen Sentinel, we live in Keene, New Hampshire, so the local newspaper, did come out to interview Sam today at the jail. So it does appear that there's an article specifically about Sam in the works at the Sentinel, but it's taken a month. It's taken a month for the local paper to do any significant level of reporting on this event. They did report his initial arrest when that happened several weeks ago. It did make the front page. It wasn't just Sam, though. It was also the the six other arrests, and it was just generally that event that made the front page. So there hasn't, to this point, there has not been a mainstream news article about Sam at all. And from what I said, at least from my observations, and you can go to freesamdodson.com to take a look at pretty much all of uh, the whatever's on the Internet about Sam has kind of been cataloged over there at freesamdodson.com, also sam.jailedactivist.info, another great site to keep up to date. And, of course, freekeen.com is where Sam is posting his blog posts from jail. But what I want you to do is compare and contrast here uh, what has happened to our friend Sam, who is now in jail uh, for, on his fifth week uh, behind bars, for not giving his name. That's their alleged reason for keeping him there is that, well, he hasn't paid the $10,000 bail or if he just give us his legal name, we'd let him go, even though he, they already know what his legal name is. So it's clearly right. an They've already researched thing. this. It's not like there's not precedent. And uh, here right. in the United States, precedent is law. There's plenty of precedent for people being sentenced with you know without giving their name and and if they've been you know found out it's not like they need their the need his name sentence him put his body need his in obedience. whatever yeah that's what they want they need they want to be right they want to be uh, they want to to break his will and that's not the point of this but if he did something wrong if he did something illegal he should be punished in whatever fashion he should be punished for uh, not given some kind of indeterminate amount of time till you tell us your name young man that's exactly what's happening here now look at that compared to this man in uh, Collin County dallasnews.com the guy in for 83 days for failure to appear for jury duty is far more obedient than Sam this guy wanted to post bail this guy wanted to hire a lawyer. Sam didn't want to hire a lawyer. He's got Ivy helping him. She's not really a lawyer. She's more of like a consultant. Uh, she's just our, a friend of ours, and she's doing a great job, by the way. Um, but Sam didn't – he didn't want a lawyer. He uh, didn't want to post bail. And uh, just as an example of even if you are obedient to these folks, it's still a coin flip as to how they treat you, and it's most likely going to land on a, a crap side. Uh, because these bureaucrats have no incentive to to treat you nice and to to re- be respectful toward you. So his case was finally handled Friday afternoon, a few hours after a judge heard from the Dallas Morning News about his situation. Oh, funny how that is, huh? So this man sat in jail for 83 days until finally the Dallas Morning News contacts the judge in the case, and then all of a sudden the hearing is scheduled. Oof. He shouldn't have spent that much time. This is unacceptable, said the district judge, Chris Oldner, who returned to the courthouse late Friday specifically to handle the case of Maupin. He he got he left his house and went into the darn courthouse so he could deal with this after this, uh, the newspaper contacted him. Oh, I didn't even know. Yep. Sure. Uh, he said, I don't know why the process failed to notify us. Judge Maupin, or excuse me, not Judge Maupin, that's the victim. Victim uh, Maupin, age 34, who recently lived in Allen, was taken in on a six-year-old jury duty warrant. Six years old. It had been six years since this guy did not show up for jury duty. 
After he was stopped for speeding in a 60 in a 45 mile per hour zone, he was going 65. He was then taken to the Collin County Detention Facility, where he had spent the next 36 hours sitting in a plastic chair or on a plastic chair waiting for a bond hearing. A video conference with a municipal judge set a $1,500 bond, which required the full amount in cash, according to court documents. Maupin, a masonry contractor, says he didn't have the money, and his friends and family couldn't afford to help him. My mother knows I'm here, but she's on partial disability and a small income, he said during a jailhouse interview early Friday afternoon. He also said it was hard to reach his friends because all of them have cell phones and therefore can't receive collect calls from a jail. Um, according to Arbitron, 20% of the population, and obviously that's much higher in the... Uh, the younger the, yeah, demo, yeah, younger yeah, the, the younger you go, the, the light, more likely this is. 20% of the population do not have a landline. I believe it. Uh, when asked why Maupin was being held so long, John Norton, a Collin County Sheriff's Department spokesman, said, We hold him until he posts bond or a judge says, release him. That's really what they do. Uh, I mean, that, that's what a, a sheriff does. Uh, that's all that's they do. That's crazy. It what is about crazy. the right to a, a speedy trial? What about all well, the other... What's the sheriff supposed to do? That? I, I mean, I, to me, a sheriff yeah. should that's should right. be looking into this and go arrest uh, somebody who doesn't uh, give him a speedy trial. Yeah. Uh, there should be someone to arrest in that that's case. That's why you should run for sheriff, Mark. That's but, the kind of attitude I could get behind <laughs> as a candidate. Well, it's, it seems to me there's a crime been, uh, been yeah. <laughs> uh, committed well, They never here. investigate themselves. They ne- virtually never investigate well, they, their the own The sheriff's crimes. department isn't supposed to be investigating itself, it's, uh, you know, all so it, there's, there should be an organization for that. That's what the high sheriff is for. But a, a sheriff uh, department should be investigating other agencies in the criminal justice uh, arena. And it seems to me when you've, when you've been holding somebody for 83 days for some minor little offense that's six years old and they haven't even had right. an arraignment or anything, Jury duty. it's time to arrest a bureaucrat. Yeah. Then we'll find, I'll bet you, wham, the system kicks right into gear oh, then. Oh, yeah, they'll get all kinds of on on the uh, the ball as far as making sure people get what they need to get taken care of. I mean, I think I think if I were the sheriff in that case, I'd probably arrest that bureaucrat on Friday afternoon, too. So they could stay the weekend in jail? 83 days? That's what they do to us. That's what they do to they us. Do. They arrest us on Friday afternoon so we can stay the weekend in jail because you don't get a hearing until Monday. But there's more to the story, right? It was six years Six years had passed since this man had not shown up for jury duty. So you must you must be asking yourself, well, well, why? Why didn't he show up for jury duty? I don't. I'm not asking myself at all. Nobody wants to go to jury. Generally, people do not want to go to jury duty. Well, I think it's generally a good I idea because if you if you love freedom, if you sit on a jury, you can use jury nullification and you can nullify bad laws as part of a jury. I'm sure he didn't know that. Most Americans don't know that. Uh, but what was his reason? Well, we'll find out here in moments. 800-259-9231. I expect it's a fairly common one. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable books, magazines, radio shows for your iPod and MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. I was just over there uh, last night looking around, and they've got uh, John Grisham's uh, The Associate, which 
I have recently read, and it's a very good book. So audiblepodcast.com slash FTL if you want to get that for free. All right, so let's continue with this outrageous story um, about a man. <laughs> I, this is incredible. You can't, you you couldn't write this story in fiction and people would be, would believe it. It's just as it, this is incredible. Eighty three days is what Douglas Maupin spent sitting in Collin County Detention Facility in Texas. DallasNews.com is reporting after he was arrested on a six year old jury duty warrant. That's right, he didn't show up. For jury duty, and that's right, they will initiate a warrant against your butt if you don't go to this thing. This is not every this time. Is, this is a draft. You don't think every time, Mark? You think that sometimes they'll just forget about it? That's a yeah. crime, man. You know how they are about their crimes. This is a crime against the state not showing up for jury duty. That's crazy. And so, if you don't should go to jury duty without an if if you haven't set up an excuse or used their system to get out of jury duty, you are risking them pulling you over or coming to your home and raiding your house and and taking you and putting you in a cage. That's what they did to this guy. And don't think for a moment that they wouldn't do it to you too. So here's the rest of his story. So you have to ask yourself, well, why didn't he show up? What was the reason? Turns out, while wearing an orange jumpsuit and talking by phone from behind a glass partition at the jail, Maupin said that the notice of the original summons and contempt hearing back in 2003 was sent to his parents' home. That's why he didn't show up. I understand I'm partially responsible, but I just want to have my day in court, he said during the interview. I do know that I have the right to due process and a speedy trial, and I've had neither. It's not right. Of course, he is correct about he's that. He's not right, but I can't believe that he's like, I'm partially responsible. It's a typical slave mentality, right? I mean, the uh, the, the mentality of, uh, well... I'm sorry, Master. I'll do better the right. next time. I promise. Master's angry at me, so I should uh, humble myself before him to show him how I, I intended to be obedient. Oh, I would have been obedient had you just sent the damn uh, documents to the right house. Uh, I guess you could say that... Uh, when the government demands that you update your address with them, this is one of the reasons they demand that, so they don't come and uh, and destroy your life uh, on a whim like this. If, if you just updated your address with us, you wouldn't have spent those 83 days in jail, son. It's crazy. Uh, he said at one point he had asked for a form to try to get a public defender, but he was told by a clerk that he couldn't have one because he was a civil case, even though the court's website identifies the case as a felony. Well, if he was a, hold on. <laughs> if he was a civil case, they don't you think the him? clerk would have <laughs> likely said... I mean, the, the, they can't possibly be giving this answer out too often. Um what? He's not supposed to be in prison, in jail, if he's if for a civil case. Right. You don't go to jail for civil cases. Well, you don't get the best information from your jailers when you're in there. They'll just tell you what they want to tell you. Some of them might be honest with you. Hokey smokes. Uh, he said at one point he had asked for that form. Uh, he also said that, re- that released inmates wrote to him and told him they had tried to tell the court of his situation but were ignored. So he wrote a letter, postmark April 30th, to the DMN Problem Solver column at the News. The letter was received on Thursday. I have been given conflicting piece of inform- given conflicting piece of inf- pieces of information about my case. He wrote. Also, I've been denied representation. There's still no court date set, and I'm becoming quite concerned. My situation has become critical. Maupin wrote that because of his time in jail, he lost his rental home, his car, and his dog. Everything in the home uh, yep. is likely gone. The the Okay, he lost his home, his car, and his dog. What? Think about your situation right now. When you take away home, everything, all the things in it, car, all the things in it, and your dog, and dog, what do you have left? Nothing. They, he's lost everything over this. This is our system. This is the best system in the world, right? 
who could look at a story like this or who could look at Sam's case or any of the other myriad of peaceful people that have been put behind bar, uh, prison cell bars in this country and look at that and say, yeah, this country's great. This is acceptable. Who could? It's crazy. Well, I mean, we, the United States jails more of its own people than mm-hmm. any other country in the world. And yep. that, that includes a country like China, which has way more people and is supposedly a communist regime, and yet the United States leads the world in incarcerating its citizens. And I don't mean to say that there isn't anybody who could say those things. There are people that say those things, and we hear them every week on the local talk show. We live in the freest country in the yeah, world. Yeah, they, they parrot off the same old uh, phrases, and then when you try to nail them down on it, and you say, well, well, wait a minute, you know, first they came for the so-and-so, and then they came for... How do you know they're not going to come after you next? This guy might have been a totally law-abiding individual. This guy might have seen himself, I and mean, we don't know, we don't have him on the line with us, but he may have seen, him, may have seen himself as somebody who's an upstanding citizen, somebody who who obeyed the you know the law as they perceived it and did everything they they believed was right and never harmed another person and and believed and made, might have even touted those same lines about how this is the greatest country and uh, and all of the, that nonsense and then all of a sudden 83 days in jail pulled over on the side of the road you're in a jail cell because you didn't go to jury duty because they sent the documents to the wrong place because you didn't update the address or whatever the the bureaucratic snafu was that ended up resulting in that happening to you so even those people who stand and they say well that's that's cuz they broke the law and this is a nation of laws and I'm a law abiding citizen I don't have to worry because I'm not a lawbreaker and so things like this won't happen to me just you wait. Just give them enough time. Eventually, they're going to make their way around either either you or somebody who is close to you, and they're going to get somebody that you know in their clutches, and then you're going to be helpless to do anything about it. Yeah. Don't think it can't happen to you. This guy probably didn't think it was going to happen to him. 1-800-259-9231. So, he says that uh, he lost everything. Uh, indeed, he's homeless. He says, I find myself homeless with no job and vehicle repossession, along with the loss of all my personal possessions and my beloved dog, Daisy. In the interview, he said he wasn't sure what happened to his dog or where his possessions are. How could he? He's been in jail for 83 days, and he can't talk to anybody. Aside from not appearing for jury duty, Maupin also had seven charges of failing to pay tolls with fines of $2,236. Five of those cases were canceled by the court on March 5th. The remaining two were finally dropped for time served on April 17th. An examination of Maupin's case indicates several reasons why he might have fallen through the cracks. The judge who signed the original 2003 warrant has since retired. And while the case was assigned to the court of the judge who replaced him, it Judges wasn't... retire all the time. Yes. Well, get this. While the case was assigned to the court of the judge who replaced him, it wasn't that court's responsibility? Because it was a civil case? It sounds to me like it was because it was the other judge's responsibility and not the one that's uh, n- not the new judge. It sounds to me like it was a civil case and uh, like he just got it, it, it got uh, sent to a criminal, it like was falsely assigned to a criminal judge oh, as a criminal gosh. case, and that really screwed things up. Judge Oldner said that as the administrative judge, the case was his, but he had no idea that Maupin was in the detention facility. So bureaucratic bungling here is uh, mostly to blame, it seems. It's crazy. And when they screw up, it's your life that gets ruined. Right. This guy gets no compensation, nothing. And none of these bureaucrats go to jail. And all of us have to keep paying for this system, or else we'll go to jail, too. Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. 
Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free on the site, so enjoy those on us, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, and a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And are you facing a debt crisis? Debt Crisis Solutions guarantees they can protect your bank accounts, assets, and the equity in your home. They are your debt crisis consultants. The bankruptcy laws have changed, and you need DebtCrisisSolutions.com. 718-615-0123. That's 718-615-0123 for Debt Crisis Solutions. Com. You know, when you're in, in this situation of uh, you know being so underwater as far as your debts go, you need somebody to help you, uh, give you give you advice in these circumstances. Should I file bankruptcy? Should I uh, you know uh, respond in this way to a lawsuit? Should I you know be paying my house payment instead of my car uh, payment or my credit card payments and you know whatever? It, they give that kind of advice. So we are still in the midst of a story here from DallasNews.com about a man who was arrested uh, as he was pulled over for a speeding violation. He was arrested because six years earlier he hadn't shown up to jury duty. And what had happened was the bureaucrats had sent the paperwork to the wrong address uh, to his parents' house. He never got the information. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. And they went ahead and uh, threw him in a jail cell for 80-plus days. In the midst of that process, one of the judges that was in the, involved in the case retired, and the judge who took the new case over was not apprised of the, uh, of the information appropriately and so he didn't know he claimed that he didn't know that this man was sitting in a jail cell otherwise he would have done something he would have done something about it you get the impression uh, the guy i mean ran out of his house to, to go take care of it it, it, it was it, after the news called him to say hey what's it's up crazy judge? though i mean this this is a crazy case anybody would call this a nutty case a guy being in jail for 83 days no they for, wouldn't you'd be surprised mark i bet you if this were one of our activists and we posted that uh we posted this up at freekeen.com it would be just a matter of hours before somebody commented and said, well, it's your fault for not uh, letting the government know where you lived and, and not uh, obeying all the laws completely. If you'd been well, in a completely law-abiding if citizen... If it was one of your activists understood, yeah. they, I mean, the, the, the fact is there are people arrayed against us here in uh, in, in. I'm just saying there's always somebody who's going to stand up for the, uh, the, well, you're not obeying the law, and so you get what you get, which is whatever arbitrary amount of uh, time they want to put you in a prison cell, apparently. So this one judge said he came across the information finally after the news media contacted him to get comment on the case. That's when he decided to uh, to do what he could to get this man out, which apparently was a relatively quick process. Once the judge says let him out, the jailers will let him out really fast. Uh, judge Oldner said that uh, he had no idea he was in the facility. He said that Maupin should have been allowed to apply for a public defender. While the case wouldn't have qualified, it would have at least put Maupin on the court's radar. He says, I'm disappointed this has happened, and I'm going to investigate. The judge said cases like this are rare, and if people are arrested, they're usually held only for a matter of days. They're only in prison for a few days of their life, not 83. It's still, I mean, they're still stealing your life from you, whatever. Just less of it. <laughs> uh, the judge said, and I wonder what liability they have for this. Could this guy go after them? 
Could he go after them for they, unjust imprisonment? They have to be. He has I, to be. I don't know what... He he should. I don't know. It's the nuttiest thing. I know that Sam is uh, talking about going after these uh, bureaucrats here that are holding him in a big way, possibly. I mean, if, if he has success, it could set him up for the rest of his life. He uh, goes on to say here that the uh, that late Friday, Maupin still had two, two, uh, two outstanding warrants for a speeding ticket and driving with no insurance. But police spokes bureaucrat said a municipal judge had signed off on allowing him to be released for the time served. Now, hopefully they'll put the paperwork through correctly and not screw it up to where they've let this guy out and then arrest him again immediately uh, thereafter or shortly thereafter for, you know, whatever other minor offense and say, oh, well, looks like you still have some warrants out for you. You're going back in, buddy. Because we know that the bureaucrats uh, aren't so great at getting uh, their T's crossed and their I's dotted correctly. And usually when that happens, when a paperwork snafu happens, it's you that ends up in a jail cell. They don't. Nope. The Arlington police, uh, let's see, average cost of $69.70 per day for a Collin County inmate. The mistakes involving Maupin's case cost county taxpayers roughly $5,785. But the Garland native says it's cost him far more. After a while, he says, I realize this is about more than just me. If it can happen to me, it might happen to anyone. And he's absolutely right. Absolutely true. But it's unfortunate that it has to happen to you before you come to that realization. Now, it doesn't have to happen that way, but it seems like for most people, that's how it happens. Like, they just go through their life in this, you know, uh, with the rose-colored glasses on, as you might have seen over at Dale's uh, AnarchyInYourHead.com recently, uh, wearing the rose-colored glasses, pretending like they live in a free country, pretending like everything is just peachy keen, and then all of a sudden, they end up behind bars, and they can't figure out what the hell went on. What? what? (laughs) I mean, first off, nobody should ever be put in jail at all. They have any kind of criminal proceedings or any proceedings at all brought against them for not showing up for a jury. How about not having a victim? I mean, in, in, involved in Understood. a crime. But can I mean, you know, then these justice organizations who draft these people for the juries would oh, maybe have to pro- provide commensurate pay for what they've got going on there. I know it's 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 a radical idea. It's different than what we do, but. You mean not 15 bucks a day or whatever they're, yeah, they're getting? Give people some money so that they want to do it. I mean, I'd be motivated, darn motivated, if I, you know, imagine me 10 years ago. I'd be darn motivated to go to a jury if I thought I was going to get 200 bucks a day or something like that. Suddenly, hmm, taking off from work today doesn't sound like such a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Well, And, of course, then they'd have to be judicious will... about who they actually prosecute because uh, if people started taking uh, cases to trial, it would bankrupt the system pretty quick. Well, uh, they, they, that's on criminal cases, but on civil yeah. cases, uh, then the if with a loser's pay, loser pay loser situation, um, on you know on the um, on the judicial side, I think that people should only be able should, criminal cases should pretty much be handled by uh, you know a party that says, well, I'm you know I'm charging him with assault, you know, so mm-hmm. then and in that case, well, then the loser. You know, the loser has to pay, and they'd have to pay this this jury, jury. Of, of you know whomever. I think that at that point, people could decide amongst themselves how big of a jury they need, rather than it having to be twelve people. Hmm, they maybe, could consent to less. Yeah, way fewer. Um, yeah, fewer. You know, they uh, they could decide. Well, let's see. Let's go with uh, four jurors. What do you think? Five jurors. What do you think? <laughs> Something. Toll free number. Th- there's just no room for competition here because they're using the force of government. We go to your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. So, yes, it can happen to you. And if you don't do anything to stand up for those who it is happening to, then don't be surprised when no one's left to stand up for you when it's your turn. Don't be surprised. I mean, you you get 
what you put out in the universe, as it were. Yeah. And if you don't care about somebody else, why should they care about you? That's why we're gathering here in New Hampshire. One of the reasons why activists are coming to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty, because this is where the support network is. This is where people have your back. This is where people are, in the case of Sam, our friend uh, who is in jail right now. Just as an example, this poor guy that we were talking about, the 83 days, he went to jail for 83 days. He gets out. He's got no apartment. His car is gone. His dog so is gone. He has nothing left. He's got to start over from, you know, minus zero. Whereas Sam, he's got a whole network of of people that are outside not only sending him letters, but uh, Julia's brother has moved in uh, to a room in his home, and he's taking care of his cat. And his cat's kind of mean, but he's mm-hmm. doing it anyway. And, uh, and of course, uh, Ivy has been helping out on the outside with, uh, with legal matters, and a lot of uh, support is coming in from the outside as far as letters and things like that, visits to the jail, keeping his, helping him keep his spirits up. Uh, so, and I, you know, I cut a check to his landlord uh, a, a couple weeks ago to make sure his rent was paid so he doesn't lose his house. So there's people that will handle these things on the outside here, but you don't have that anywhere else. I wish you did. I wish there was a big support network uh, around the country for, for people to, to help one another out with these things. But usually when you're in the system like that, you're going it alone. And you're lucky if mom is, is yeah, you know, coming really. to see you. That's it. So 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, still to come here tonight, an update on the Mark Emery situation. We haven't talked about Mark Emery in a little while. He is uh, one of America's most wanted. And I don't mean by it. Well, when I say America, I mean the U.S. federal government. They won him because he was running a marijuana seed sales operation in Canada. And they want Canada to extradite him to the United States so he can spend the rest of his life in prison. And we'll get to that case here in moments. 800-259-9231. Also take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, they're free. So enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. We will continue here taking your phone calls. Oh, and by the way, if you want to support the show... Want to get behind Free Talk Live? You can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com and join up. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We continue here uh, taking your phone calls about anything. It's Dana in Texas. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live with you, Nick and Mark. Hi, hey, how Dana. are y'all? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to make a quick comment first about the guy in jail in Collin County here in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things going on here. All the counties are in severe financial trouble, the majority of them, in this Dallas-Fort Worth area. And they're all going back and pulling up old traffic tickets and everything else and bringing them current. So that's probably what generated them getting a hold of this. Mm. Now, Texas has been notarized, notoriously famous for Locking people up without adequate evidence or mm. false imprisonment based on not doing the research. And Texas leads the nation in state jails. They just released a whole bunch 
in the last two years based on DNA evidence where a lot of people were, men were locked up for mm. sexual assaults. And they passed legislature for every year these guys have been locked up. They're going to give them $80,000. Holy now, cow. Now, based on that, there should be some kind of recognition for this type of treatment in a dollar value. You might sit president. You might get a gung-ho new attorney out there that wants to make a name for himself and be interested in representing this guy and trying to get him compensated justly for his unjust uh, confinement. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two other things that I had wanted to call to begin with. Number one, I want your listeners to be made aware that I learned the hard lesson myself. When you go buy those digital boxes that the government has sent you, those credit card-looking coupons for $40 a piece, to take off the price, you know what I'm oh, talking about. Oh, this is for, for the uh, the over-the-air receivers for right, the right. HDTV. Right to go from analog to the new one that they postponed till June the 12th. Now mm -hmm. they need to make sure the receipt they buy it from a place where the receipt is not going to expire in 90 days. Target is one that does that, and if your converter box breaks down after 90 days, you're SOL. Because the government will not give you another $40 coupon, and Target will not honor that as a refund, even though it's manufactured faulty equipment. Mm -hmm. So you need to pay attention and make sure when you buy these that you get a place like Walmart or someplace where they do not have a receipt expiration. What kind of information is, uh, have you gone through this process yourself, Dana? Yes. yes. What kind of information do you have to give up? From Target. Pardon? What kind of information do you have to give up to the government to get this coupon? You can do it online. It's just your name, your address, and pretty much, uh, I think, a phone number. And believe me, they keep tabs. Even if you don't get yours in the mail, I remember hearing about a lady about a year ago or six months ago that didn't get hers in the mail, and they wouldn't even void her first one and reissue. So you get yeah. two max per house one time, and that's all you get. So be careful when you buy those to make sure you're not buying it at a place where that receipt's going to expire in 90 days. Or better days. yet, just use it as an opportunity to stop watching television. That's <laughs> what well, I would do. You could do that, yeah. yeah. And the other thing I wanted to share with the, the yes, listeners is, and I heard this on early morning news, nationwide news, Monday of last week on TV. You know, us Social Security people got a 5.8 cost of living adjustment this January, and that's the biggest one we've had for Social Security people since back in the 80s. Now, this news announcement Monday of last week on National News on TV said that people on Social Security, SSI, whatever, you're not going to get a cost of living increase for 2010 or 2011. Mm. Even though our Medicare cost monthly premiums may go up, they're not. So we're going to have to live on this 5.8% increase. For That's what happens when you plan years. your uh, retirement uh, based on what the government promises yeah. you. The they will screw you. The government's you. going broke. Right. They will screw yeah, you well, and change the well, terms of the they agreement. they wouldn't be going broke if somebody would have guts enough to demand that our congressional people replace all of the Social Security money that was put in by all of us baby boomers that they stole mm -hmm. for over 20 years. But how are they going to replace it? Even. It's already been spent. The only way for them well, to replace it is to steal they have more money. Oil using there. Well, Obama's printing money. Can't he pump no, well, up that's, that Social Security? <laughs> you're advocating theft now, everything Dana. Everything that's been stolen. 
Well, I, I think that it, I think that if if they're going to print money, that uh, the place to put that money is uh, for debts like Social Security. Well, as opposed to the war Absolutely. or something. Sure, I, I understand that. And thank you, Dana, for the call tonight. But uh, advocating theft to solve theft is a problem. I think is uh, problematic in itself. It's, uh, it, it's it's it's. I can understand. This is frustrating stuff. If you right. you paid into this thing your whole life, you have the expectation that they're going to give you the money that they say they're going to give you. And well, and stop now. Stop having that expectation. Stop expecting them to. Agree honor their agreements they're a criminal gang whether it's your local federal state or uh or your county governments whatever these are criminal enterprises they you know it may be the 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 money train may be rolling through right now and you may be cashing in on some government welfare program and may you live in the good life uh but the next month or whenever they decide they could change the rules completely and they could say Oh, we've determined you no longer qualify. Or we've determined we're no longer going to give you your cost of living increases. We'll do whatever we want and you'll deal with it, peon. Uh, the f- the, specifically what she was talking about, though, and I, I haven't done the fact-checking on it, but the the fact that they're not going to be giving a cost of living increase over the next couple of years, coupled with the fact that they're printing a lot of money now, seems to indicate to me that they don't, you know, the government doesn't want to put any more strain on Social Security or Medicare than they have to. And since they roughly base cost of living on inflation, because that's what drives up the cost of living, uh, it seems to indicate to me they, they have an idea that we are gonna, we're headed for something of an inflationary period. And I know mm-hmm. I mean, that's my guess. I, I know people are saying, well, we missed the inflation. We haven't seen it yet. But to me, when you look at the amount of money they're printing... It seems to me it's going to come to roost at some point. It has to. Well, it comes since down it's eventually. the world reserve currency and the other nations are buying it, then uh, it, it, it has a long way to disseminate. It has to go all the way around the planet, and that takes a while to uh, Right, to happen. and there was, I mean, there is deleveraging, which basically means they're lending a lot of money to banks that aren't lending it back out yet, but... That's all probably yeah, well yeah. and true. The you know the inflation, it's it's coming. Just give them time. And over time, I mean, it's unavoidable. Over time, even if we don't see hyperinflation, inflation steadily eats away at the value of your yes. savings. It has for the last hundred years, and it will as long as we continue to have central banking. But even so, you're better off saving for your own retirement than expecting the government to do it for you and then crying about it when the government changes their rules on you midstream. They have that ability. It's one of those so-called contracts where the agency you're contracting with has the ability to change the terms at any time and essentially run away with your money if they want to. The only reason they don't is because, well, they have some level of an image to uphold, uh, but as they get more desperate, they will uh, care less and less about that image, and you'll be kicked to the curb. So uh, please, if you're planning for your retirement, do not plan based on what the government is going to be paying you. You need to be able to be self-sufficient completely, and if you can't handle that, then you are at their whims. Do you want to be at their whim? 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Quick, e, uh, quick update here on the Mark Emery case from Drug War Chronicle at StopTheDrugWar.org. After striking a deal with federal prosecutors, two employees of erstwhile Vancouver pot seed entrepreneur, continuing marijuana legalization activist and cannabis culture magazine publisher Mark Emery, I might add, uh, he and his uh, lovely wife are listeners to Free Talk Live. I don't know how often they listen, but uh, jo- Jody is on our Shrine of Female listeners. 
And uh, he's also a hero, in my opinion. Uh, he pleaded guilty, or not, he did not, excuse me, the two um, employees of his, of his pleaded guilty in federal court in Seattle last Friday to conspiracy to manufacture marijuana. They will be formally sentenced on June 17th, along with Emory employees Michelle Rainey and Gregory Williams became known as the BC3 after they were indicted by a federal grand jury in Seattle on distribution charges because of Emory's seed sales enterprise. Uh, government bureaucrats in Canada, where marijuana seed distribution is of ambiguous legal status, knew of Emory, Emory's business for years, but failed to act harshly against him or his employees. Rainey and Williams accepted the guilty pleas on the condition they be sentenced to two years probation to be served in Canada. So, seems like it was, uh, you know, as far as what they were looking at originally and what they ended up getting, it's certainly a preferable situation. Uh, if they're not going to actually be going behind bars, I'm sure, they'd, I'm sure they're happy about that. Yeah. The, the gang members are not doing their worst in this case. But it's still up in the air as to what is happening with Emery. Not sure exactly what's going to end up happening to him, unfortunately. So, I'm, I think they still want him. He's still in Canada, right? No he is still in Canada. Yet. No extradition yet, which is good. His fate remains unclear, and he continues to fight the extradition. Hour 3 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts in the industry, they want to charge you for accessing their websites we give ours away at freetalklive.com. So we go right back into your phone calls about whatever you want. And then, Mark, you're going to tell us about a paintball ban uh, coming up here in moments. First, it's Steve in New York. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with you, Nick and Mark. Hello, Steve. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I've been thinking a lot about what needs to be done in the liberty movement in order for it to really succeed. Okay. Well, uh... I noticed a lot of people have been focusing on the political action lately, and I really appreciate that. But mm-hmm. I think that uh, that's more treating the symptom than the actual disease that's underlying the symptoms. Well, what do you what, what do you mean? Can you dig in a little bit there? Well, I think that uh, if you're try- if you're just fixing the if you're just fixing uh, various rules and regulations and laws and such, that you're you're going to make things better for people, but you're not really changing the hearts and minds of the individuals. And they're eventually going to be tricked into making it worse again. I think so you're right. Think, if you uh, aren't addressing the, I think you're correct. If you're not addressing the issue of coercing and aggressing against your neighbors, then you aren't striking at the root of the problem. I agree with that. Now, I've been thinking about uh, how to best to uh, spread the message. And I, I mean, I've tried the shock and awe tactics. I, I've tried getting people to listen to your show and such, but I often find it's a, a bit extreme. People, I really don't win anyone over by immediately saying that, you know, there should be privatized roads and Mm -hmm. we should decriminalize all drugs and such. So I was thinking of uh, different strategies where we could, um, where we could have kind of a tiered system to get people on board. Now, have you ever considered um, having... 
having like uh, several several media outlets in um, collusion, basically. Meaning have, uh, what? Several I mean, sources leading up to Free Talk Live. Like you would have somebody like um, like an introductory what? kind of thing. Yes, just kind of. Wean you them need on the board. Liberty Radio Underground, my friend. Mm. Isn't Liberty that what it's Radio called? Liberty Radio Underground? Yes. Yeah. Um, shoot. I think it's Liberty Radio Underground. Dot you can certainly Google it. Yeah, you can definitely uh, Google Liberty it. Liberty Radio Underground. And I believe there's a banner at freetalklive.com. There, there was, but he's changed it. Uh, okay. But it's uh, it's Glenn Jacobs. Um, he's he's put, you may know who he is. He is also known as Kane in the WWE. He's a brilliant man. Uh, and he put together some introductory podcasts, and I don't think he's updated them in a long time, but they stand as well, good. They don't need updating. Right, right. I mean, it's uh, he hasn't added to it, but they stand as a solid basis of uh, a good introduction I to have them the on ideas CD, of freedom. And I've been playing them in the uh, Element with my wife in the car, mm-hmm. and she loves them. Really, and she's you know not big into the liberty idea, but but so they're, that's a they're testimonial. Very, they're cerebral and uh, they're you know they're good for some people. So well, maybe that's just it. Maybe you've just been missing the uh, the actual show that you have been looking for, and that would be uh, Liberty Radio Underground. I think that might help you there. And then you could you can introduce people with that, and then if they feel like they want more, I'm sure that they can reach out and and uh, and connect to those those shows. But- that is kind of what I'm looking for, but I was thinking something with a more mainstream viewpoint. I mean, if if somebody like, um, are you familiar with Dan Carlin? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's a former like advertiser. Him advertising somebody that is even more mainstream, like a Glenn Beck or something. So then people that would be on the initial show would move up to Dan Carlin, a more principled viewpoint. And in turn, you could advertise on that show or something similar. And eventually you could wean your way up to uh, the, the principled viewpoints uh, discussed on Free Talk Live. That way people don't just jump in and hear you know, Ian extolling the virtues of cannibalism and freak out. <laughs> well, I blame Mark for that. He brought it up. Just in that particular case, we happened to be on a uh, podcast late into the show, so we were, uh, you know, we, most of our radio audience was gone. All of our, uh, none of our radio audience was on. Right. Most of our live audience, the live stream audience, likely had dropped off at that point. By and that I point. wasn't extolling any virtues. I was just saying that uh, people should be free to make choices with their own bodies. Let's uh, not I, rehash I, I it, however. I understand what you were getting at, but for somebody who hasn't listened to the show and doesn't know the point you're trying to make, it sounds so very extreme, and it might scare some people. Off. Yeah, there is so that I possibility. Think might, might need to be weaned on. To I don't know if everybody first. needs that though. I, I see where you're coming from, and I think that there's some validity to what you're saying. Uh, and I think that I think it all depends on who it is your prospect is, who it is you're targeting, who it is you want to expose to this message, and your uh, I guess assessment of where they're at and where they should be going. I think that there are some people that'll hear us talking about some more some of the more radical ideas on this show, and it'll you know it'll interest them to the point where they might think we're crazy. And remember, uh, but still listen because of that. Uh, just because. Because uh, Ian is crazy uh, doesn't mean that I am, and you did not hear <laughs> me advocating it. So that, like, uh, I often I hear people worrying, and I do myself I love about how I'm the crazy one. I support peace, and I'm the crazy one. Right, right. go right. ahead, sir. Right, you support peace ahead, because Mr. you want aggression. people to be able to eat each other, Mister uh, Minimalist Aggression. <laughs> so, um, well, so the, it's a two-person show. Just because one of them takes uh, Nick's a, here too. Well, yes, but generally. I've been there, Can you please too, by not sideline Nick? He is here. I'm not intending are... to. He wasn't talking about. Uh, oh, speaking of which, we do have Free Minds Radio. I do have my own show. By I was going to yes mention um, that. And we are. And you're both minarchists. We are. So we we tackle a lot of the same issues, and we are pretty principled on like legalizing all drugs, but we don't tend to go into the 
Neverland discussions about privatizing the roads and things like that, we keep it more to the Neverland. the issues that are are <laughs> that seem more likely to be able to affect change in. The, the, the so roads. there's another option for you. So if you're looking for something more uh, current, uh, Free Minds Radio would be something to plug them into that's updated on a weekly basis. Uh, and, of course, uh, Liberty Radio Underground is just a good general overall introduction to these ideas. Does that help? All right, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look into that one. Uh, another thing I w- was thinking about recently is um, is using a, a very practical offering to uh, try to get people on board the liberty movement. An offering? offering a service that would br- both promote the ideas and also provide a more tangible benefit to the uh, persons to the people using it. Like what? Something like a, a microblogging service being used to um, to show where police checkpoints are, things like that, to know where the uh, local radar stations are. I think that would be useful if you could effectively promote it. If you yeah. could, you have to get it into people's hands, and that—that's the uh, challenge. Yeah, I mean, if you're put, if you've got a useful service like that, inevitably people are going to, that find it are going to find that valuable, and they're going to bookmark it, and they're going to they're going to utilize it. Uh, I I fully support it. Uh, obviously, doing something like that with a support ne- network might be a little bit easier uh, to to help get the word out and that sort of thing. But anything that you can do to get people across these ideas, whatever the door is that that you can open for them, I I fully support it. I mean, if if you feel like uh, most people need to be eased into it, then ease them in, and the tools are out there for it. Um, some people throw them to the wolves and see if they survive. Uh, and you know, it, it, different approaches work with uh, with different people, and I respect all of that. And I thank you for the call. Good luck out there. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Nate in Missouri. Nate, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, Ian. Hey, what's on your hey, mind Mark. tonight? Hey. hey uh, Nick's here, so too. Today, I'm here, too. <laughs> oh, sorry. So today at school, I was called to this assembly my entire class was, and they were talking about slavery on chocolate plantations in South America, which, hmm. of course, I'm against. Sure. But then they started talking about how the solution was fair trade. Mm-mm. Yep. That doesn't mean and free that, trade. Fair trade's different from free trade. Mm-hmm. As you and probably so, know. And, and there, there, is this fair trade as in buying the, like, the fair trade chocolate? You should buy the more expensive chocolate. Is that the, the idea? No, this is fair trade as in government should create an artificially higher price for chocolate. I see. Which is worse. That'll help. But so... Most of my friends were supporting this idea because, obviously, you want to help the slaves, right? Well, yeah, the, the idea, the first, first they present a problem, and then they present a solution. Everybody wants to solve the problem. They don't know what the solution is. I'll take this solution. And if you're against the solution, then you must be in favor of slavery, right? Right, right. So this, is, this exactly is how we enslave the whole planet. Yeah, that's exactly what they told me when I tried to tell them about the economic problems that would arise from doing such things. And they are not really happy about my voluntary views. Let's get into it here in a moment. We'll give a little more, uh, get us a little more information about what happened here with Nate. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's the point of the show. It's why we call it Free Talk Live. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free, so enjoy those. 
including the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com and do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Back to Nate in Missouri. Nate, you were telling us that you were called to an assembly at school, and that was where they plied you with information about certain people that are allegedly enslaved in the chocolate trade down in South America. And as that's probably all true. I mean, I'm sure there's some I don't awful know. Did things you, did, you, did they provide any information that there are, in fact, chocolate slaves in uh, South America? No, there really was no information, just accusations. Well, I'm going to presume it's true. Let's presume that it's true that uh, there are people enslaved to uh, yeah, to harvest sure, chocolate. Sure, but I, I would agree with Rush Limbaugh here, where it's, it's um, you know when when one talks about the severe, it's you know for a lot of the the liberals, the people on the left, it's not whether the charge is true or not; it's how severe it is. And this is a pretty severe charge, and they offered preferred no proof. What mm-hmm. is their proof that, in fact, there are slaves, and what are they defining slaves as? But anyway. Well, yes, regardless, you made the point, uh, or they were trying to make the point, that fair trade, so-called, was necessary to solve this problem, which, of course, fair trade is uh, defined as the government getting involved in people's business and adding tariffs or, uh, you know, increasing or reducing, you know, just meddling, essentially, with uh, with the business of uh, sharing or distributing products and services between countries. And so you had suggested that that might not be the best way to solve this problem, right? Correct. Economically. What was your suggested uh, suggested solution for this, though? I mean, if it's not fair trade, what is the answer? See, that was where I had a problem with a lot of people because I didn't really have too much time to think of a solution to the problem. So, so you just said freedom. You know, the, the answer is liberty. Now, what's the question? So you answered liberty, and then, you know, they kind of started peppering you with, well, what about this, what about that, what about this, what about that? And you were sort of blindsided by all these questions kind of thing? No, I just really didn't have a solution to the problem that did not involve the government. Well, if what we're talking about is people being enslaved in another country, I can very easily see why it's difficult to yes. come up with an idea as to what the, what could be the solution there. And certainly if we know that government is not the solution, and I think those of us on this show know that's not the solution, uh, if what you want to do is help set people free around the world, well, one of the things that would help, I mean, at least in the case of Cuba, for instance, uh, there's an embargo on Cuba, Cuban products. You can't do business with the Cubans, so they can't even get to know Americans. They can't get to know what our, our way of life is like here. They can't do business with us, and they can't uh, help themselves by doing business with Americans. So just being able to do business on a uh, an upfront basis without having to deal with tariffs and things like that getting in the way, I think could go a long way to helping those folks in those other countries. Otherwise, you could just form a team of mercenaries and go in and actually liberate those slaves. Uh, my my suggestion would be that if I think you mentioned Brazil, um, if the government of Brazil isn't incentivized to and the slavery in that country, they don't care if people are enslaved in chocolate fields. And presuming we're talking about basically chattel slavery where people are coerced into working or else they're not slaves, they're just not very rich people. Uh, 
what would be their incentive to actually make sure that all this money that we're spending here in the States on fair trade chocolate is actually reaching the field workers? It seems to me that if we, you know, the government of Brazil mandated that chocolate be exported to the U.S. and sold for more and the U.S. government cooperated, all that would really serve to do if, in fact, there are really slaves in whatever South American country they supposedly are picking this chocolate is put more money into the hands of the slave masters and probably the Brazilian government or the U.S. government. But the, the root of the problem is the fact that there is slavery, and there is slavery all over the world, wherever they're talking about this product being produced. And if there's any role for government that I can see in the problem, it would be for the government of that country to abolish chattel slavery. I mean, that would seem like a legitimate use of government to me. Right. Uh, you know, really, the answer to this, uh, the, the libertarian answer is it's pretty clear. The uh, immigration laws that we have in the United States should be removed and free people should be able to cross that border freely yes. into the United States so that they can come here safely. Those people and the people that are concerned about this in the same way that uh, people in this country, uh, you know, gathered money for the Armenian Revolution or the Armenian War uh, that was somewhere around World War One. I, I, I don't have the specifics here in front of me mm -hmm. um, and the Irish Republican Army in this country we financed both of those uh, those events and you don't have to agree with the Irish Republican Army's uh, stance on things just saying that they financed those battles themselves they could put together something where you know people could go over there and stop this uh, chattel slavery take those people and get them over here to the United States where they can then work and better themselves if if that's what they wish to do I like that solution. Open, open the borders. Let free people or people who des, uh, who are desiring freedom come here and have it for themselves, and let them make a better life for themselves. Your thoughts, Nate? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. But uh, another thing I brought up to the, uh, I guess, status was that we as Americans are somewhat enslaved by taxes, and that just completely lost them. Probably the they wrong got... time for that approach. I mean, you're right, yeah. of course, that uh, Americans are enslaved as are people all around the world. Anybody that is living underneath a uh, coercive authoritarian government is, to some extent, a slave. That's all true. Uh, but when you're actually talking about chattel slavery, if the topic on the table is how these people uh, literally have a taskmaster over them and are, you know, in this much less desirably, uh, a much less desirable slavery situation, because, look, the slavery we have in America is a very comfy slavery. We've got leather couches. We've got big screen TVs. We've got uh, HDTV. We've got all kinds of uh, neat things to, to keep us busy. If what we're talking about is comparing that kind of slavery to the kind of slavery where people are living in, uh, you know, huts and in the dirt and things like that, then that's probably not the best time to bring that point up. As valid as it is, yeah. uh, it's, you're, you're going to be, they're going to be comparing what you're saying to what is allegedly happening uh, to those other people, and you're just going to seem like a, a crackpot. All right. Um, do you have any other advice for dealing with, I didn't mention this before, but I go to a Jesuit school, so... What is that? Very... What's a Jesuit? Catholic -ish. Jesuit is the Society of Jesus. It's a Catholic order of priests. Got it. But so they are not very accepting of a lot of stuff that voluntarism is built on. How in general should I approach them with my beliefs? Whew, 
Boy, that's a good one. I don't not know enough about Jesuits. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know much about um, them. Well, I, I'm going to generalize here and maybe offend some people. I'm going to presume because Jesuits <laughs> are a Catholic order. Um, you could, and I, from my understanding, a lot of Catholic doctrine talks about social justice and things like that. I think it would be important to emphasize that you think it's the role of the church or individuals to help out those in need and improve the circumstances of their fellow man and not the role of the state. Because they just screw everything up. What about peace? Do Catholics like peace? Yes. You could always approach it from the, the fact that the pro-liberty position, the voluntarist stance, is the most pro-peace. I thank you for the call. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's pretty 57? Match. I even got a $5 good guy discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up for the military. Sign what? Huh? Not to die on This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 800 259 You can download archives from our website. You can get an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page, totally free at freetalklive.com. Now, what if you found out the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, let's go to Matt in Wisconsin. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello, Matt in Wisconsin, going once. Matt in Wisconsin, going tw- Hello, Matt. Yes. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to talk about the uh, drug stance in America, how uh, the, we're decriminalizing marijuana in all these states, and I just don't think that can be happening. Wait, you don't think what can be happening? Decriminalizing marijuana? Exactly. It is a gateway drug, and that is just encouraging. <laughs> I know from experience I'm a, I'm a recovering drug addict right now, and I'm uh-huh. trying to clean up, but I know that it all started from marijuana. Is that right? Where'd the you first go? drug that I did, Matt, was uh, LSD. Really? Yeah. For real? Well, yeah, that came second. But no, this one was first. What about alcohol? So Where therefore, was... that means that uh, marijuana wasn't a gateway drug. You took LSD before you did alcohol, Mark? Um, I like sipped alcohol, but uh, pretty much. What about you, um, Matt? Are, did you drink alcohol before you did anything else, or was it marijuana I first? marijuana at a very young age. I started when I was in the fifth grade. So Is that right? What's the story behind that? How did you start it, uh, at, at that young age? It, well, it influenced me greatly. I started, and before I knew it, I was doing a lot heavier drugs and a lot before the other kids, before I really had a chance to realize what it was doing to me. Mm. Now, who introduced you to marijuana? How'd that happen? My older brother. That's all. Isn't that What's always the story? <laughs> it, yeah, he's in rehab today for it still, so it is usually that way. Um, a lot of my friends with older brothers also did a lot of drugs before everyone else, so... So maybe we could outlaw but older my brothers. My point is that the first joint that you pick up, you don't realize how much it can change your world. <laughs> and I think that's what the government needs to see. So, uh, so what's your because solution? Decriminalizing marijuana, they are basically decriminalizing LSD. You are hilarious. What is your solution? If you if you believe what you're actually saying, and I don't know if I'm convinced, uh, what do you? What's your solution? Hello. Huh? Say what? Hello. Load? I don't know. I think you might have said hello. hello. I don't know. 
I didn't drop that call. 800-259-9231. I think we, he was tugging our chain a little bit. I don't know Just if he was serious. Yeah. Yeah, the gateway drug thing doesn't really work because the fact is most people drink alcohol before they uh, smoke marijuana. Plus, the government's own Institute of Medicine study from the late night, I believe it was the late 1990s, um, it says, makes it pretty clear that even the government can't claim uh, with any legitimacy that it's a gateway drug. Well, the thing is, if you're going, if you're the kind of person who's going to experiment with drugs, and you're likely to develop a habit where you're going to go pretty far with your drug-seeking behavior, mm-hmm. you're going to start somewhere. And since marijuana yes. is probably the most Prolific. easily, right, it's the most common and most easily accessible drug out there, for young people anyway, you, that's probably where you're going to start. That doesn't mean that marijuana makes you want to do cocaine or heroin, because no. that doesn't make any sense. I've done plenty of marijuana in my time and never once have wanted to snort a line of cocaine. Never it once. Just, it doesn't work that way. Right. So, 800-259-9231. We got a Doug in Minnesota on the amp line. Hello, Doug. Hey, I want to know, is there such thing as like a gateway latte or like a gateway fast food hamburger? It's a good question. Yeah, I started off on a White Castle, man, those little tiny ones, and then I, then I went to McDonald's Happy Meals and well, uh, got you know, for a while. But They did say uh, the Doritos slogan back in the 1990s was, once you pop, or no, wait, that's Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. But the Doritos slogan was, uh, bet you can't eat just one. That was so. Lay's, wasn't it? Potato chips, man. Oh. Those guys, those pushers are yeah. what? You know, I need that cholesterol and fat in my veins. And gosh, you know, I went up to the finally Carl's Jr. Man, that's the one that really satisfies my. Uh, <laughs> my you know, hey, I want to call to defend the Libertarian Party. Why? They're de- well, I want you to all to clear your minds and put it in its place. The it Libertarian Party. I think I have. It's in the, it's in the trash bin of history. Of what? The, I put the it libertarian in the trash party bin. is in the is, is in its uh, place the trash bin of history. Well, yeah, fine. It's where it's going to be, perhaps. But in, until it dies completely, put it in its place. The, the, the political wing of the liberty movement. And understand, yes, politics are force. Libertarians will be using force. That's not good. Mm-hmm. But until then, it's the most visible introduction to no. a better philosophy. No, it's not. It's, no, no. The, the, the most visible introduction... The most visible. No, the most visible introduction is South Park. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one John of, Stossel. One of the a, a variety of uh, media outlets. Yeah. Not Libertarian the Party right. making noise certainly, and... Uh, certainly, but what are people going to do? They can't vote for John Stossel. They can't vote for Penn and Teller. And when they say, hey, how do I get these ideas put into play? What do I do? Well, they can't vote for Bob Barr. The very fact that they can vote for a libertarian, and then they find out that that libertarian came came in with .05% of the vote, then they realize how, then they see, or they are are fooled into thinking that their their point of view is useless and worthless, and they shouldn't be involved. I think that um, on a national scale, the libertarian party causes more problems than it creates. But then, see, the Libertarian Party is the gateway to liberty, to, to, to anarcho-capitalism. They're the gateway no. drug, in a way. So, yeah, you start off a they used to be Libertarian, weak little party, and pretty soon you're hearing about Free Talk Live. And, you know, this Libertarian Party thing is kind of weak and, and lame. Is there something stronger I can pump into my veins? Yeah, I can move to New Hampshire and be a liberty junkie. <sighs> As a minarchist, as a minarchist who favors using the political process, I probably even favor that more so than the civil disobedience angle. I don't see the Libertarian Party as representing my viewpoints, and I, if they can't even pass a litmus test of having their candidates being as principled as 
Ron Paul, who's nominally a Republican, <laughs> yeah. they're 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 a right wing somewhat small government party at this point, but they are not the party of principle. I, no, I just read close. something on their website about closing the border because of swine flu and that U.S. government should have acted more swiftly to do it. Guys, I think you're, you're holding up your standards too high. <laughs> Is this satire? Lame, Is this a satire call? Party, but it's, it's just something to but it used to be principle. If they're not going to get elected, they could at least communicate the ideas. But they're not communicating the ideas right. of liberty in a principled they're the way. Worst of, they're the worst of all worlds. They don't get votes, and they do a poor job of, uh, you know, talking about what uh, libertarianism is. And they don't like to. They don't play well well with others. They uh, they don't want to introduce people to anything else because they want their their money. They wouldn't talk to anybody. They hated about, the Free State Project. Yeah, they hate they the Free State do. Project. They don't want anything to do with Free Talk Live. They don't want anything to do with anything. The free the, the libertarian party on a national level should go away. Well, I kind of agree with you, and like I'm saying, they're lame. They they but because of the people inside it. And, you know, if we get the right people in there, then it'll be different. And that's true. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the there's some nice folks here that are that are in the LP in New Hampshire. Uh, good good guys. I like them. Uh, they actually asked me to get involved in their little a takeover attempt. I guess there's a you know of course there's this uh, wing of the Libertarian Party of all of the original Libertarians that were back when the what were involved back when it actually was the Party of Principle. And Doug, I know you're one of those guys uh, that are trying to you know retake the Libertarian Libertarian Party from the in- infiltrators that have taken it over, and it has been taken over by uh, by infiltrators. I mean, they've been just driving the party down the tubes and ostracizing people like Angela Keaton, who have uh, who have now quit. Uh, principled ladies like Angela Keaton who have quit the party now, as I quit the party a year ago, uh, because it is nowhere even near the party of principle anymore. And I let them slide for a while, right? Like I'd seen what was happening, I knew what was what was coming. Uh, I, I watched them sliding and still stuck with them and hoped that there was some way to turn. It around, but it uh, doesn't look like it. I have to say that, Doug, you're right if what you were saying was 10 years ago. Like, if it were 1999 and you were saying those things about the Libertarian Party, you, you know, it's the number one thing that people see as far as liberty is concerned, and, and uh, it's, you know, the party of principle, and we need to help them, and we need to get them out there because it's an introduction, and I would have completely agreed with you if this were 1999. Harry Brown would have been the presidential candidate at the time. It was still the party of principle back then. They hadn't been infiltrated like they were today, but today's Libertarian Party is a joke and a ghost of its former self. I'll bring you back. You can uh, respond to that here in a moment, but it's uh, it's a it's an embarrassment. I don't even want to be associated with the term libertarian because of what the Libertarian Party has done in the in that name. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and I certainly don't want to get involved and try and win it back for freedom. Boy, what a waste of time and effort. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's that simple. You've got stuff you need to buy for life. 
That's the place to do it. They've got great prices, the brands that you trust, reviews on a whole bunch of their items, plus free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their items as well. Uh, there's no better place to shop on the Internet. Amazon.freetalklive.com, place to go because, well, we'll get a cut, too, so you get the product you want delivered to your door and Free Talk Live benefits as well when you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Plus, don't forget to grab the latest edition of Free Minds Radio and Free Minds TV over at Free Minds. Well, are you guys promoting the new website now? What are you guys, what are you guys promoting? Because you've got three URLs. Dan. Depends on who we're talking to. Okay. Um, freemindsmedia.org will get you. It's all the same website. So freemindsmedia.org or freemindstv.com or now freemindsradio.com. With blogs. Which, by the way, I was on the site the other day, and is there like a blogs tab or something like that? Because I was trying um, to find... What I what I want you guys this, to have as a as now okay. just a viewer uh, you know, take this uh, with a grain of salt I'm just another critic right I want to I want to be able to click on Nick and Toby and read all of your blogs is there a way to do that uh, not to my knowledge okay there the is, site design has changed at least once since we launched the blogs okay. so we're still experimenting with the layout of the website. Um. So and that changes frequently. So it's a good looking website, and it's definitely right. a step up from uh, from the older one. It certainly is. Um, but it hasn't gotten hammered down yet. So that could be a possibility. I don't think you can do that now. Okay. But we'll keep it in mind. Yeah, because well, when I went there, I knew that there were blogs, and when I, I was scrolling down the page, I saw expect that problem to be finished to to be fixed within the next two days. Because Zeus is the man. He'll yeah. take care of that. Uh, but yeah, he I saw the man. One, he does I, all the website stuff. I saw a blog on the front page, and there's one there from Toby right now, and I'm looking up at the you know the little header thing, and I can experience and TV archives, radio, good. Nothing about where is the blog. Like, it's not obvious that you guys are blogging. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like I knew because you told me, but it's not crystal clear when you're on the website. Yeah, in the previous layout, you could see like the most recent five blogs that were up on the front top of the front page. Um, but it's been changed around a couple times, so we'll probably have a more interactive blogging page Excellent. within the next couple of days. As Mark All right, cool, said. cool. All right, 1-800-259-9231. Uh, Freemindsmedia.org is their site, and great pro-liberty television and audio content available free to you. And so thanks for continuing to put out the great program because you guys have been doing it now for a long time, and I think you're starting to cover your costs, maybe even make a little bit of money at this. I think we're we're just barely getting into an operational positive number. So uh, we're making a very, very small profit at this point. How's the set coming along? You guys are doing a new set for the TV show. Uh, that is dead All in the, the water. All the profits go into the set. <laughs> well, that, no, the set's been paid for at this point. Um, the yeah, problem is Sam's that Sam is in jail. and He was a, kind of one of the principals behind that. So. Uh, yes, he was. And um, so the set was actually, we were in the process of making it. Um, we hadn't gotten very far, but uh, that's going to have to wait till Sam gets out. I mean, that stuff is all at his place, which hopefully will be as soon as this week. Uh, as I don't want possible. Yeah, I, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up or anything like that. But I got an email from Ivy, who is kind of the uh, the legal eagle here on the outside, uh, helping Sam out. She's doing an amazing job. Uh, folks can send her PayPal contributions if they want to help her out at Ivy at ivyspiceoflife.com. And she basically said that it's that she thinks she misunderstood what the judge's order had said earlier this week about Sam from the Superior Court, where it's it sounded like the judge was demanding that uh, the superintendent of the jail that Sam is being held in explain what was going on. It now looks like he pretty much is, uh, you know what, I should have pulled, probably pulled her email out. But essentially, here's what she says. 
She says that upon consulting with a group of more experienced folk than I, I've come to the understanding that this order means, is this true, not why are they refusing to? So is it true that this man has been held in your jail without a trial uh, you know, for four weeks at this point? Not why are they refusing to let him go? So she says what that means is that if it's true, the only remedy that's available to the court is to order his release. So I'm told that they cannot alternatively simply order the district court to schedule a trial because the Keene District Court is not the respondent. The petition is against the superintendent, not the Keene District Court. The superintendent of the county jail? Of the jail. Right. So it's she's. So Rich Van Wickler, isn't it? That is Van Wickler. Uh, and she says that, so the, since the court is not a party to the petition at all, if the judge says so, then that means that the, the, the jail will have to let Sam out on Thursday. So don't get your hopes up. Maybe cross your fingers, but that's about it. I mean, if, if Thursday comes and goes and Sam is not let out, no one should be surprised. But it does seem like we have had at least a step in the right direction toward ending this tyranny against our friend Sam. So just a quick update there. By the way, uh, we did not drop Doug. He dropped off the line in the midst of uh, the, the break there. So I guess he didn't really have the ability to defend the Libertarian Party, which is fine. I'm not sure indefensible. I, I, you know, I'm not sure how much he meant it anyway. I just think he sounded that, serious. I think he just I know, but I think he's a little bit unsure of his own position. I think he just has a reluctance to let the Libertarian Party die. And mm. I have to say that that is how I got into the whole idea of liberty. Me too. That's where you know that was was where I started. It was the gateway contact point for me in getting into the liberty movement. But the fact of the matter is it isn't what it was when I came across it or when you came across it, Ian, it's, the party has changed and it's really not conveying a principled message anymore. They're doing and, damage. Yeah, and it's yeah. still, you could argue, some people would argue, well, if we could make a little bit of a trade-off on the message and actually get a pretty pro-liberty guy elected, that would be worth it, right? But no. they're just, at, well, they're just as ineffective as they have ever been. If you want right, to get... watering the message down did nothing to help their voting totals this year. Nothing. In fact, Bob they did Barr, worse. well, he I... had a few more votes than Harry Brown. Uh, Harry Brown ran twice, and but he's in... got some name recognition too, and he's right. formerly got... in office. They're just, they're and really... he had the internet. Harry Brown in the 2000 campaign, the internet was nowhere near in its uh, development stage right. that it is today. And, and he didn't have Ron Paul going on and saying uh, support third parties. So, yeah. I mean, that's a huge thing. So Barr had so many things in his corner, and he still could ba- – he barely outperformed Harry Brown's vote totals. My just prob- barely. My problem with uh, dropping the libertarian title is, uh, among other things, is I make telephone calls every day for this show, and I need to be able to inform people. They potential ask, advertisers. Potential advertisers and, and media buyers and people who have never heard of anything like Liberty or whatever about what is – you know, they ask, what is the show about? Well, it's an open lines, current events show with a liberty take on the issues. Well, what does liberty mean? It is like that's an mm. ambiguous term and I try to, you know, well, I'll, you should I'll listen. Say things, <laughs> I say things like, well the hosts are both of the hosts are libertarians. You know what a libertarian is? And then and then you Oh yeah, the, aren't you those guys that want to close the border down? Right. Then right, there there's a problem. Then then you have somebody with a preconceived idea as to what a libertarian that's is. That's why I won't use the term. they think it's a liberal or not and, and you know, I that, don't want it associated with me. That's an well, embarrassment. They I don't want to be considered as a, a border closer or some other control freak. I might as well just make up a word and go with that. Well, both of the right, both of the hosts are voluntarists. 
What is a voluntarist? But you're not a voluntarist. Well, either. I understand, but I mean, I might as well right. use that terminology. I, I can uh, look. How about radicals? Can, if some, the radicals. If, if Bob Barr can run for president for the Libertarian Party, I can be a voluntarist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You know, I mean, <laughs> so then you have to, at the very least, talk to them about you know, what. I suppose it's easier to explain it what we believe in a short period of time than it it probably is to. Just I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. I like to use the term libertarian because I feel like I'm conveying something to these people quickly, but I'm probably only confusing them. You've managed to sell some commercials, so apparently what you're doing is working. (laughs) Well, Uh, I mean, what you're doing by getting radio stations and what we're doing on the air um, by, you know, providing good content is what is getting advertisers. I don't know about just using it with advertisers, but I do feel that a lot of people, people who are actually versed in whether it's politics or philosophy in general, people who actually want to talk about those issues with you, a lot of them understand what libertarianism is or what a libertarian believes. Now, they might, true. they might have some small misconceptions, but generally they get the point that libertarians want a lot more freedom, a lot less government. That It gets the point across. You do run into a problem with the fact that a lot of people, if you tell them you're a libertarian, are going to look at you and go, what's that? Oh, yeah. The fact of the matter is they probably don't have a very good notion of what a Republican or a Democrat is, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. A lot of people just they just know they, they are one. They, <laughs> they are not interested in politics yeah. and they a lot of people just aren't interested in talking about philosophy. That, you, you know, that, right. if, if they're not interested in those things, I don't know why they know what a libertarian is. You know, it's been a long time since I've done libertarian party outreach. I used to go and set up these uh, outreach booths with the libertarian uh, with the world's smallest political quiz and I would ask people, "Do you know what a libertarian is?" And a stunning amount of people had no idea. Now this was, you know, 8 or 9 years ago. Likely a good percentage of the ones that had some idea were wrong. I oh mean, yes, they were. Not, not wrong they by a no little clue. bit, but wrong by a long ways. So, I wonder where we are today with people's understanding of that idea. I don't know. We're done. Uh, back tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.